Hi, welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. Uh-huh, I'm Talia, and that's Jake. Do we still need to introduce ourselves? Yeah, I think so. They know that my feet smell bad. I feel like they. We're only on like episode six. People might still be joining. Right. Tell we, your friends so that more people join. We we went a little viral on TikTok. Finally, good for Jesus us. Christ. We deserved that. How's your day? Today is gorgeous. What is is that? Carrot juice? No, it's a Thai iced tea. Oh. Who am I to you? Well, you get like boba, so I don't know. Remember, I wait, do. remember what? <laughs> remember when we had we? I I had to run out of the last recording because I got a boba for the first time and it made me sick. <laughs> I didn't realize it, that that it made you sick. I, think I thought that was, you just needed to pee. No, I think the boba made you me were sick. in the bathroom for a while. I had to, I had to leave after we were done recording. He said immediately, "I have to go to the bathroom," and I sat in here. And I went to the bathroom after a while, and then I came back, and he still wasn't here. Yeah. I just assumed you'd left, so I no, left. I think the boba made me sick. So you stayed for a while. Um, so what's going on? Not much. Just muting my phone. Um, life's pretty good, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going. I'm going on vacation on Friday, so I'm very excited. So where? I'm going to Provincetown for a week. Provincetown. Yeah, Cape Cod. Very fun. Okay. And I've been watching the dog, and I've had the apartment to myself. Oh, something happened though. Okay. Wait, let me get the picture. Oh, we need visuals. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning. Can you hold my bev? Also, <laughs> yes, I can hold your bev. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning to like the most horrific crash and w- jumped out of bed. The dog looked at me like, what is happening? It wasn't the dog? And I, no. <gasps> a, shelf in my kitchen, a shelf in my kitchen collapsed and everything broke. Everything broke. It was so. That sucks. It sucked because then it was also like. It's just so scary. So scary, and then also like your body, like I felt my body like processing out the adrenaline, like right. I was like shaking, even though I knew like there's nothing to be scared about. It's just hot, and I think the drywall kind of got a little humid and like right. it fell. But I was like shaking, and then there was a more glass that I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, I have to clean this all right now. Like it's so like I'm I barely awake, oh. and also I want to go to bed again after, so I can't drink coffee right now. I can't go to sleep if I start to hear the refrigerator make noises to freeze. The fridge, you know, like the water flowing in and out. Yeah. Of, uh, if I hear the fridge go, isn't that every night? Yep. Oh right, you have insomnia. <laughs> I I have a really <laughs> yes, and ever since I decided for some reason to dedicate my entire online persona to talking to men who feel inclined to murder, I don't know why. <laughs> that's the hill I've decided to die on. Why couldn't it have been like my passion is like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm really interested in talking about what, what's something that's not a violent. Um, I mean, I talked about people waiting in line for coffee the other day. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I started my platform. I started talking about little things that annoy me. Now Sh- I'm like, come get me, incels! Come and no, kill me! Please don't and do it's that. It's really bad. Yeah. Um. So that's why if I so every day I walk into my apartment and I have a little pepper spray on my keychain and I have my thumb on the pepper spray as I turn the key into my apartment. If you're listening and you're thinking of breaking in, just know that this is what's going to happen to you. This is so, this makes me really sad. Isn't it sad? I mean, I I don't think you're invalid for doing it, but it makes me really sad. People send me my own address back to me. I have to do this. I walk. Are you fucking kidding? This isn't news. (laughs) Why do you think I do? Like people are like, why are you so passionate? I'm not shocked that you get harassed. I know you get harassed. I didn't know people sent you. How do they have your address? They find that's the whole point. People think that like in, <laughs> this whole episode cannot be about this. I'm having a day. People think that incels are like little Andrew Tate, like 16 year olds who are like no, women are stupid. Like 
when I'm talking about misogyny, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the very big and growing community of men online who call themselves incels. They are part of a community. They've pivoted back. They say, I hate women because they make me feel like less of a person. I can't attain them. Therefore, they dedicate entire websites like 4chan to doxing women on the internet who are speak freely about sex and feminism and are competent. They, there are entire pages dedicated to finding my address. Like that's what I'm talking about. So I walk into my apartment and I have the pepper spray and then I go first to the closet. I check it and I open it very fast with the pepper spray in front of me. Then I go to the shower curtain then I go under my bed, and then I go to the other closet. I just told everyone all the places well, to hide to, in my apartment. Well, you also but, have to change up the order now. because Yeah, they, exactly. Fuck. Anyway. It's fine. Um. So, yeah. But that, oh, sorry. What, what else are we talking That is so scary what happened to you, though. I'm really sorry yeah. to hear it. It's funny, though. It, okay, I will say it what, It reminds me of, first off, I'm, okay, we have to shake that off because I will be angry inside. Are we allowed to smoke cigarettes in here? <laughs> uh, okay, I figured not. Yeah. <laughs> what if I'm... What if I'm really angry? I'm kidding. You're so valid for <laughs> no, asking. but I, like, the, I hate when my chin is in the front. When, like, it, okay, what was I going to say? Oh, it's funny. It, what it reminds me of on a lighter note is, like, I sometimes forget, like, how do I word what I'm trying to say? Like, I forget as a, I forget I'm like a big, strong man. Like yeah. I, I think like, what do I do? And I'm like, I could probably win in a fight. Like you I'm are a big, big strong guy. man. I, that's why I'm like attracted to you. Like one it's time. So, somebody DM me and was like, I feel like you have a crush on your co-host. That's I'm so like, funny. That's true. One time me and this guy I was dating who is like very similar in like build to me. Yeah. We were walking, we were walking down the street and um, like, we there was like a guy who was like clearly unwell like having a little bit of an episode and we both like palpably got scared and like got quiet and like kind of like furted around it and then Mm -hmm. like when we were walking he was like that was really freaky and then I was like collectively collectively I think we probably have 200 pounds on him like actually there was obviously like I never want to be in a physical altercation and like it would have been an upsetting experience but like without question right. we would have won like but that's what people fail to remember is like they get so scared of people on the street and they react in bad ways and they don't remember that they're the one in the power of possession right or the, the but position I'm, i of guess power i'm saying that all, all that's all to say i can't imagine what it's like existing like as a woman in america well, who like the, is smaller it, it is <laughs> yeah e- it's scary but it's um I think that just the fact that you have a little bit of awareness about your size, that's all. That's like literally all I ask. And people are like, die. So <laughs> that's interesting. But um, yeah. Okay. So so you're going to Provincetown. I'm going to Provincetown. And then I, wait, there was a fun thing that happened that I was supposed to tell you about. Do you think oh. people can hear me sipping and swallowing? Probably. I noticed last week that I do this a lot. You're like, <gasps> you're like 100%. Yeah. They're like, you can hear that. I do this all the time. <gasps> <laughs> I listened last week and I was like, oh, I want to die. That's so funny. So I'm really sorry. I'm a laugher. I'm a, I'm a giggly girl. Go ahead. Um, oh, I went to I went to Burlington and did my weekend of shows. Not this past right, weekend. Right, right. It was so fun. You're so talented. It was so fun. Except without going into too much detail, because I talk about I'll talk about it live if you come see me. Mm-hmm. People who I talk about in my act who did not tell me they were coming to the show. Oh, came to the show oh. Oh. and it was 
that. What? Yeah. Did you see them in the audience before? No. Okay, thank God. Because do you think you would have changed? A hundred percent. It would have been. It, it would have been, been awful. It would have known it would have been better. You I could think have rewritten been... the jokes in a second. I have to burp. I'm sorry. Do you think it would have? Um... I would have rewritten the jokes in a second. They weren't like. They weren't okay, like you would have done it in a second. They weren't like keystone jokes to the act. It okay, wasn't like, I see. I see. It wasn't like bits. It was like one-offs, right? That I could have rewritten in a second. But oh, um, did you notice them while you're on stage or after? No, I came out of the green room and someone ran up to me and told me like they're here. Okay. And I was like, oh, are they offensive jokes? Um, they're not. They're like harsh. Yeah. But fair. And I think they're funny and they're said with a level of empathy. Okay. They're not coming from like a place of hatred. It's their fault for being your friend, your comedian. Mm-hmm. They knew. That, that I, yeah. I really do believe that. And I t- my, my friends get mad all also, the time like, that I refer to Also, never surprise a comedian at a show. Listen when but, people ask you to not do okay, something. Okay, but I feel like a hypocrite because my mom did set up that my childhood best friend did surprise me at the show. And that was cool because That's I haven't adorable. seen her in like probably like 13 years. Oh my God. Yeah. That's I don't so think I've sweet. Seen her. I don't think I've seen her since I graduated high school. Maybe once. Was it awkward or special? No, it was special. I always fear that like somebody I haven't seen in a long time, we always say we're like soulmates, but like then they show up. What if it's weird? No, because we are very different. Like we were neighbors, which is why we were best friends. Like I I don't think we were best friends because we like, like it was because we were neighbors and I like, you just like grow apart because we're like into different things. She wasn't going to move to New York and do all the things I did because that's not what she wanted to do. So it's like. There's not animosity there. It's I just like see. we have like very different lives. Okay. Um, but she was like super, it was really cool to see her. Good. So if your mom can pick someone to surprise you at a show, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Basic training lesson of the episode so Well, because the, the reason I say don't, I feel like I said this on other podcasts, but it's like text me if you want to come to my shows because there are shows that I don't want you to come to. Yeah. Like if there's a show where I'm like trying out new stuff and it's going to be like a small weird show and I'm just doing it to like try out new stuff, like mm-hmm. that's not when I want my friends to see me. Do you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. like, come to the show where I like know I'm going to crush, or at least like in theory know I'm going to crush. Do you go into a show sometimes and know that you're going to do well or do or bomb? Do you ever walk into a show and know that it's going to bomb, but you just need to try something out? No, the shows where I know I'm going to bomb is usually because like I got asked to do something or I have to do something for like an audition or something. And it's like a certain kind of crowd mm. that's like probably like – and as as I as I've been doing stand up for longer and longer, and I've been able, I've learned how to like adjust my delivery or adjust the jokes to work different, more more diverse crowds. But it, like back, like when I first started, it would be like, okay, like if this isn't like a young queer Brooklyn crowd, like they're not gonna get these jokes because these jokes are written in that voice. Now I know how to like. So if like I if I did a show at like the Manhattan Clubs where it's like all like straight couples in their mid thirties that are coming from Jersey. Mm. Like I was like, this is going to suck. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, but now I've also figured out how to like change for those people or like not change myself, but like modify the jokes. like get them. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't ever do a show where I know that the audience is going to not like me because it wouldn't be productive because if I'm trying, if I'm trying out like new stuff, it's like, why would I try out new stuff with the people who I don't, respect their opinions. Right. Do you know what I mean? I want to try that with like the audiences that I think are smart so that I can make my stuff smart. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so huge news for our listeners. Did you know that you can support basic training and at the same time eat chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals by checking out factormeals.com slash basictraining50 and using the code basictraining50 to get 50% off? Factor provides delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are designed, like I said before, by a chef. You can either throw them in the microwave or 
or throw them in the oven. I love that because I, I don't have a microwave, which is not like a choice I made to be like cool. It just doesn't fit in my kitchen. So I was very happy to see that you could throw them in the oven as well. They have calorie smart options, protein plus options, keto options. You can change it up every week, which is something I really love. You can change your schedule if you're like going on vacation. You can pause. You can move your deliveries. It's a really flexible system. And we, they have done the math. If you sign up for Factor, it is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is, again, dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, okay? Head to factormeals.com slash basictraining50 and use code basictraining50 to get 50% off. That's code basictraining50 at factormeals.com slash basictraining50 to get 50% off. My biggest fear is people liking me and thinking I'm funny and they're not smart. Oh, Like my fear is like whenever I see, when people DM me and say, I love you and I think you're so funny. I love what you said in this video or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. I go and check who they're following. And if they're also following people that I think are stupid, I'm like, I have a whole crisis because how can I trust your taste? Right. So like if somebody were to laugh at me, and if then I you're did like, a joke. <laughs> like their bio is like number one, number one Colleen Ballinger fan. It's right. Like, what do I do? <laughs> Bible passage in the bio. <laughs> DM me like, I think you're so funny. I'm like, look, I just, it would really, first of all, this Miranda Sings thing. I mean, it's a lot to get into, but I didn't know she still had fans. I didn't know she was still alive, first of all. <laughs> I just like, I don't, I never understood that. I can't believe there's such a big uh, fan base for that type of humor. Not my style. It's wild how big the world is. You kind of forget. <laughs> you you kinda, I, mean? I always see this tweet whenever there's like a viral, like Grey's Anatomy, Blue Bloods is like yeah, yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. next week. People are like, it's crazy to think there's a whole other world out there. I know, it's true. There's like a whole different is type Blue of person. Is Blue Blood still on? Uh, yeah, Steve Sharippa's on it. He posts like every week to go watch Blue Buds. Who's Steve Sharippa? Kill yourself. He played Bobby Bacala <laughs> in uh, The Sopranos. Have you seen with, I have watched The Sopranos. Which one's Bobby Bacala? Um, the one who dies. Oh, I'm so sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, wait. We'll edit back in. Spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. Spoiler alert. The guy in the mafia show eventually dies in a train store. He's shot. Remember this? He's like the big chubby guy. They're all big. They're and all chubby. big and chubby. Wait, <laughs> That's I'm why I get. I love that show. I get a little turned on by all of them. But anyhow, um, how was your week? Um, my week was great. I went to the Hamptons with my college friends. Luxury. It, yeah, it was. And yeah, it was fun to like pretend to be rich. Yeah, totally. She had one of my friends had a dead grandma who had like a little um con or like a little cottage. Shout out. Shout out to Ginger. Ginger was her dead Ooh, grandma. Oh, that's a good dead grandma. I man. know. She was like cool. Like lived in Amagansett and just I had like that. a cool hippie life. Um So do you know about this show on um <laughs> huh? Did you see <laughs> Sorry, it really made me laugh when I found out about this. Okay, there's like a show, there's a reality show right now called Stars on Mars. Do you Uh know about this? No. It's like, so it's like Stars on Mars and it's like all of these like celebrities and they're like living in like a, a facility that is like a simulation of like being on a colony on Mars. So there's like limited food and they can't go outside. I have to go. And one of the people is like one of the daughters from Modern Family and... (laughs) Oh, it's, it's, Ari- like, it's Ariel Winter. It's all like the most random celebrities. Yeah, but okay. then there's also Lance Armstrong there. And when he walks into the house, like she freaks out and is like, they got a real astronaut. It's so cool they got a real astronaut. And like she genuinely thinks this man who is like in his late 40s is Neil Armstrong who landed on the moon in like 1960 whatever. I and also she, would think that. She was I also like, would. She's telling everyone. And then someone else in the house is like, 
what are you talking about? Like, it's okay, so funny. Then why is this Lance guy so famous? He's a biker. Because he was like. Because of the testicular cancer? Well, it was, okay. So it was, I think, I think like a la Tiger Woods. I think it was like when he came around, he was like next level good. Oh. I think he was like very, very good at biking. And Tiger like, Woods is not a biker though. No. Oh, but he's like the top of his game. Like. I see. Top that's of a the, cult following because it's like, wow, he is like the bringing the sport to another. Michael Jordan. Like Usain bringing Bolt. The, bringing the sport to a new level. I understand. And then Livestrong bracelets. Oh, and that change, that's him? That's him. Is that the one where you balance? No, it's literally like <laughs> you, okay, trying to explain Livestrong to someone who like wasn't old enough to be part of culture. No, like, I was, but I don't remember it. it I was, was just on the cusp. Just like, it was truly just like. It was this thing. I think it was in like response to te testicular cancer. It was like you buy this rubber bracelet, and like some of the money goes towards, like it was the original like Coney twenty twelve, where it was like Coney twenty twelve. I remember. It was like if you buy a Livestrong bracelet, you are a humanitarian. You are a, a doctor adjacent. You are an angel from God, and you are saving the planet. For us, like, it was Tom's shoes. Oh yeah. So like by yeah. that point, I think I had been jaded because it's like, but people would wear these Livestrong bracelets like. It was like medical. It was like it was like medically necessary to be living wearing a Livestrong bracelet. And then there was like one that came out that was like the one bracelet, and it was white, and it Bono made it. And that one was for like a different charity, and it was like the rubber. Is it the bracelet. I love boobies? No, that one came out later. But Kids it was at like, my school loved I love. Eventually, boobies. it was just like you wear these bracelets to show activism. Right. It was like ever. It was like the most obsessive cultural oh thing, and that was Lance Armstrong. Can we bring that back? I'm sick of Instagram stories. Let's do bracelets again to show where you stand. Well, they're doing those at the Eras tour. There's like the friendship bracelets. Okay, yes, but that's not like activism. No, that's true. That's true. Like right. if you, you want to be like. But I think about that every time I see the Eras tour bracelet TikToks. I think about. Live the Livestrong bracelets? Yeah, like when people would have all the different colors. Because it was interesting because it was like the same rubber bracelet, just in different colors from different mm, charities. I see. Yeah. Understood. And you like couldn't, they sold out so fast in the beginning. It was like you couldn't get a Livestrong bracelet. It was like hard to get. It's like a Birkin bag. The Livestrong <laughs> bracelet was the original Birkin bag. In, in Is it movie. like that one with the bubbles that has the mud and the water from the The Lokai bracelet. The Lokai bracelet. My, first, my second job in New York was at a bartending at like a luxury hotel. And we that part of our uniform was wearing the Lokai bracelet. Part of your uniform? Yeah, we were all given a Lokai bracelet. And people would come and be like, where's your Lokai? Like you had to wear it at work. Why? Because it reminded you of your highest highs and your lowest lows. It's mud from the Dead Sea and, and water from the snow from the top of Mount Everest is what they claim. Okay. Did Has anybody cut, ever broken we, one open? Oh, we cut one by home behind the bar. Did anything Empty. come out? Really? Absolutely not. <laughs> you think they got snow <laughs> from the top of I Mount think, Everest? No, I don't think that. I think where they people picked up a little dirt. die <laughs> a lot, and First they can't all, get the bodies. They out. said it's melted snow, so that's water. Okay, so yeah. they would fish it from the bottom of Mount Everest. It's not that hard. You think that they wait that that they can't do that. They can't claim that. You think I that don't think that they're correct. I think they're claiming something that is a lie, but I'm surprised that the bracelets were empty. You would think that they would at least put like a speck of dirt in there. I can't remember if there was dirt, but I remember I don't think there was water in the water one. Mm. Well, at Jewish camp we learned about this ring that says this too shall pass. And that's supposed to be a reminder that even when you're super happy, it's fleeting. And even when you're really sad, it's fleeting. 
I do think that's like a healthy thing to be reminded. It's of. my favorite thing. It's I really always like that story at Jewish camp, but <laughs> that's kind of like the Jewish little guy. Bracelet. It's funny because it, that one. It, this is like just another example of like every time you hear about a Jewish thing, I'm like that makes sense. And every time you hear about a Christian thing, I'm like that's fucked up because <laughs> it's like the Jew the Christian version of that is like what would Jesus do? Right. And it's like it's like. Bitch, different context. Like I, he lived in a different time under you. different circumstances. Like, is it fucked up to say? I, I I never know if this is fucked up to say, but I'll say it. It's Jewish pride. I think that Judaism. If I always say that if I were, if I had to choose a religion and I were born without one, and somebody said go read about all of them and pick one, I genuinely would still pick Judaism. Like I really just I don't think, think it that's makes, fucked up to say. I think it makes the most sense. I like it the most. Yeah. And I'm not a big God person. I don't really believe in everything. But if I had to, I think I'd go with this one. My ex was Jewish. And so I did a lot of the Jewish holidays with him. And I was like really taken aback by how much more like communal it was right. and like inspired conversation among family members and felt much more about like the people in front of you and not like this idea this of this like lording yeah. above you and I was like oh this is really nice it's just I don't know I think that I talked to a lot of people raised religious the same like level of religious that I was and a lot of them carry shame for different things yeah and one thing I wasn't raised with when it came to Judaism there's not a spirit of shame that is taught you know what I mean? Not least, in, I mean, in some I, not in my sect. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. not there as a reformed Jew. Sects. So I also like how they handle death. It's really helped me with death. Like the times I've really, I'm not that Jewish. I don't feel that connected to the religion. I do to the culture and the ethnicity aspect. But the times that I've really felt connected to like there being a Jewish God and like the Jewish traditions is around death. I think that's probably true of a lot of religion. It, like yeah. those are the moments where you kind of like turn to something beyond. I turn to like Judaism and I'm like, this works. This is actually yeah. making me feel a lot better. So anyway, um, oh my God, I'm a little in love. Uh, with boy from last time? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys met in real life yet? How would I do so? He's in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. They have <laughs> helicopters. He's on a cruise ship. I'm going to go meet it in a couple weeks. Wait, you're going? Yeah, for on sure. On the boat? Yeah, we don't have a set date, but I'm going. I'm, I'm like, I really deeply have feelings for this guy really 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 does he like listen him. to this podcast i don't know i told him not to okay he, he'll respect my wishes but he if he wants to he can I don't <laughs> the care. first half of this conversation would destroy him if he had it. I, <laughs> he's, like, well listen. he's been listening that's he's really proven himself in the past couple of days he's just been really great what does listening. he do on the boat he's a musician he plays guitar thank god because in my mind for one second i was like is he a magician but it's a musician <laughs> i was like that's so much <laughs> that would be so much hotter i'd have already met the ship by now if he was a boat magician yeah Okay. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, it would be so hard if the boat went missing. I'd be like, he made it disappear. You know, Sorry. I took a magic class, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that I like was certified as a magician. Oh. Not like in the, I don't, I'm, I can't go to the magic castle, although I have been. I have friends who've been invited or who friends who work there, but I can do a lot of magic tricks and I took a class and got a certificate and I'm very When and why versed. and do a trick. You bring some cards over here. Okay, but when and why? Um, at my school, we had these things called decals, which were like student-led classes for like two credits that you could you would take it to like meet a requirement at of Berkeley? credits. Yeah. Okay. So you would meet a requirement of credits for the semester, like say you had twelve and you didn't want to take a whole other academic class, but you needed to get to fifteen. You would like add one or two decals, which were like twice a week for two hours. Some senior would teach something Some, he was passionate about. I took a class on the Big wait, Lebowski. That's a really it's really cool cool system it's great did you have to take 15 credits this semester or was it just that you could get no to but for me like i wanted to graduate under a certain amount of whatever for my totally. major 
and I never wanted to take. I would always do. do a, wait, I've never heard of that, and that is such a cool system. It's really great because a do lot of people. Do all of the UC schools do that? Do you know? No, I it's think just it's, a it's called decal. So I think it's just a cow. Anyway, so if anyone wants to see some magic, hit me up. Also, also, okay. If anyone reminder, you can call this podcast. And you can leave us a voicemail asking for advice, explaining a situation you're in, and we'll tell you who we think is right or what you should do. Um, the number is 929-269-4960. Call. I can't believe I'm in love. I can't wait to hear about it. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. From Vogue, The Run-Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture. With Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe. With voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run-Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé and more. The Run-Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minaldi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. What do you do if you catch feelings for your girl best friend? Thanks. Here's the thing that th this is why it ha you have to bring you have to deal with it directly, is because part of why it eats you up so bad, like why you're like, is because it's like the not knowing. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting feelings. Would she want me back? Would it be? Would it ruin right. the friendship? And so anything but a direct yes and no is going to continue the question. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You need to end the questioning, but I just am trying to figure out what would be the right way to breach the topic. I th broach the topic. What's the what's the right whatever? I think you need to make a move, and if it is reciprocated, great. And if not, that's your hint, and you drop it. Yeah, but don't be like hanging out in the daytime alone in like a well lit apartment. Make it sexy. You're all out with friends. You're all having drinks. You're feeling a little loose. Not too many drinks. She's basically sober, but just a little loose. This is like exactly. I and, think we're going to totally agree on this. Right? And then you just kind of, you're dancing, whatever. Do the thing that you would do if you were seeing somebody. Just but make a lot of eye like, contact and like make Even a, though you always should be, be like extra cognizant of like, is this being reciprocated? Yes. And if it is, keep going. And if not move away and you'll probably be able to get to the place where it's like, okay, she clearly is into it or she clearly isn't. Yeah. And then you get to move on Yeah, without having to make it. Cause it's almost impossible to make it a big conversation without it be putting like stakes and like this drama around it. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, it's like, we've all been in a situation where you're like out at a bar, you kind of start flirting with someone and then you're like, Oh, this is, they're not vibing on this. Right. And then you, you just move on. I think that, I think that makes sense. Okay. I think we're in agreement. There it is. Yeah. I, I want to think about it more. I just think that there's no complicated answer. Like, I, I wish that there was, like, a schemey thing that I had. That's what I was joking about with the, you know, like, what if you just got another fake girlfriend and you saw how she reacted? But it won't work. There, the only way to confront this one is, like, make your feelings known, but then in such a way that you could brush it off as a joke if she doesn't reciprocate them. Right. 
That's why you need to do it on like a night out. You can't be like in her room and try to kiss her because what if she doesn't want to kiss you back? Then that's fucking awkward. Do it in a way where it's like you're dancing, you're feeling the vibes, you lean in. And then when she's like, whoa, what are you doing? You'd be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? We're friends. We're dancing. Shut up. (laughs) Gaslight her. Gaslight her hard. (laughs) Gaslight her hard. Gaslight her with consent. I think you just apologize and say, oh, okay, sorry. Gaslight her with boundaries. No, no, just be like, oh, I was feeling the vibes. You got me all excited. Like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a guy. I was so excited. <laughs> just play it off. Do it. But my only advice is do it. A, figure out if you actually would want to date her. And it's not just a stupid crush. That it is can't such... be fleeting. You cannot ruin a friendship over a fleeting crush. It's very natural. If you. This is really smart. About it. This wouldn't have occurred to me. And I'm very impressed by it. People... I have to tell you that. Thank you so much. I'm really impressive. People forget. <laughs> That you're when you get close with somebody of the opposite sex or whatever, somebody that you're attracted to, if you talk to them enough, like the natural instinct of like your brain is like, what else? Like, no, I do totally. believe that people like if to, if a straight woman and a straight man are always talking to each other, like one of them's at one point. Like there it's gonna, is like something if you give a mouse a cookie to our brains with like a right exactly. Where it's like, you're like, yeah, you, you just want it like is, you're gonna want to no, totally. do it, and I think it's very natural for. Friendships that are meant to be platonic to have a moment where one of them starts to feel like, is it totally. more? Totally. So just it, make sure it's not that fleeting. Right. Because if it is that fleeting thing, once you get past that, it's fine. Exactly. There have been times I'm like horny in, in like lonely, yeah. horny parts of my life where I've actually thought about hooking up with some of my guy friends. And now as like a sane person who said love, I look <laughs> back and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? No, totally. Like I would never That's do so that. True. It's you have to just really be sure that you want to date yes, her. If you are sure. Then what's step number two? Do it in a way that you could brush off if she rejects you. And be really smart about paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry uh, it took us a while to get there. No, but I think that was good. Wait, okay, question two. Let's oh. go. Oh, there's the three, right? I thought you were asking a follow-up question. No, no, no. I'm excited. This that was fun. Now yeah, there are three. Hi, guys. Love the TikTok. My commentary, I am a I'm a college student. I'm a college student, live in LA. Uh, currently in a producing class, got a real cunt of a teacher who triggers the shit out of me. Like, he's just really negative, really judgmental. Uh, currently, he's told me to my face that I'm going to fail this class, even though I, the only assignment that I'm missing is one. And it's a really hard assignment. It's filling in a whole, like, short film budget. Um, what do I do when it comes to, like, being so distracted by how, like, triggered I get by him that like I can barely even think about doing my work do you have any advice for people that trigger you or who are really critical and judgmental and negative uh and like tell you like oh you're gonna fucking fail at being a producer because if that's your dream don't have that dream don't tell anyone about that dream what do you do about that anyway love your channel bye guys First of all, love the use of cunt for a man. Bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) We need to bring back cunt. I don't know why cunt is like such a taboo. I say it more than any other derogatory term. You say cunt more than fuck? I say, I think it's even with fuck, but I say cunt more than bitch. I say cunt more than anything. Like it's, cunt is the best in my opinion. And as a person with a cunt, I don't. Believe it to be very offensive if you're not using it derogatorily towards women, unless it's a woman that you hate and who deserves it. Anyway, um, do you want to start? I mean, I have like an immediate answer. Go. I'm like, I'm like, if you're like, especially at college, get a third party involved. 
Like, think so? Yeah, especially if he truly is like an abusive, like nasty professor on a power trip. Like that's because like within his classroom, that's his dominion. Mm -hmm. When you get like the HR department of the university involved, you get student resources involved to be like, you tell him, hi, I feel like we really don't agree. You've told me I'm going to fail this class and I don't know how to move forward in a way that's going to be successful, but I have to. So I've, I'm, and you go to like the student resources to be like, I don't know how I'm gonna do, do well in this class. I'm really struggling with this person to connect and figure out how to do well. He has to, in a professional way, provide like a rubric or steps for you to like do better especially if you're only missing one assignment that seems crazy to me right and if he like and like if he does if he refuses to and is still nasty to you and fucked up mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're triggered because someone else is there to see it and he will be held accountable it no longer becomes your duty to like there's a third party there to mediate the situation and if also your triggering is the issue and it's not necessarily that he's out of the bounds of his job because like we don't know the details of the thing then that person is there to be like okay it seems like xyz is really upsetting you how about we focus on this mm -hmm. but they like universities have those positions involved absolutely the number i have like i i'm thinking i i think part of the reason i'm thinking about this is like there was a professor at my college who was notorious for failing students, mm -hmm. infamous for it. And then he got in a lot of trouble when students came forward and they were like, hey, we think it's impossible to pass this chemistry class. Like the, the pass rate of this class is 30%. That's not indicative of like, this teacher's so good, it's so hard. That's a bad teacher. Yeah, and seven it's also out a person of, on a power trip who wants you exactly, to feel their wrath. Seven rap. out of 10 people that you are teaching are not learning. Right. That's on you. That's right. not, it's like, it's such an old antiquated version of thinking about education. Right. And it's also not like any professor's job to tell you whether or not you're going to be successful in a field. Because guess what? They probably weren't successful in that field. They're teaching it. Cut that. That was really harsh. But, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. but it's like, do you know what I mean? I it's absolutely like, do. Fuck off. I completely understand. I, it's a little bit with what sounds like a girl and yeah, well, a that's guy. The other thing. I'm like immediately like. It's a little difficult. I've had a lot of experience with teachers. It's a very common experience for those of us who are popular in high school. Basically, <laughs> I was always kind of bullied by like, how do I say this? Um, it's a very common experience for young women to have a lot of tension and be sort of targeted by older women in an academic or workplace environment if it's a very delicate subject. It's like a very common thing for young women to like have tension with a teacher when they're like- The cool girl. The cool girl. Like I, it's just, yeah. it's a very common thing. Not with guy teachers as much. The problem there is like- Pervy. People are pervy. But I just noticed like all the outspoken girls in my class who seem to like be girly and cute and have fun, whatever. They were, there was this one teacher who was really, really mean to me and to a couple other girls. And she was just like, it, it was very, it was like, it became pointed bullying to the point where somebody else told an administrator on my behalf. Whoa, and shout out to them. I love when that happens. I know, I love when that happens too. But I wound up, I still have the email that I wrote her. She yelled at me about, um, I was like reading aloud in the class, like we were all going around in a circle. The point is I was re like I, I was reading and she screamed at me for no reason and I went back and defended myself and I said I don't know what I did wrong and that like 
it was really bad. Like it became really, she kicked me out of the classroom. <laughs> and that's when somebody else went and reported because they were like, it was objectively wrong. And somebody- Teachers, okay, no, because people, this is gonna go on TikTok. I can't say what I'm doing. But like some te <laughs> some teachers, like I, I, I'll say this because I'll speak from my own experience. Like looking back, like some of the teachers that I dealt with, I'm like, that was crazy. It was crazy. And I, I had some other like really Wonderful. mean- Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was gonna caveat that I had some wonderful teachers. For but. every bad teacher I had, I had 10 good ones. Yeah, but I yeah, had no, like totally. probably two or three really mean teachers totally. in my life who were yeah. like genuinely there to like wreak havoc, like wreak havoc on children, like yeah. wanted to, they felt no power in other places in their lives. I really believe so. And they came in and were like there to bully. Like they were there to be mean. <laughs> okay, I think I can say that. No, I just have a story to tell them. <laughs> It's a very difficult subject, especially when the guy's a guy. When it's a woman, and it, when it, I should say when the person is the same sex as you, it's very, it's a lot easier. It was very clear what was happening with me and this female teacher. Like she really, we really didn't see eye to eye. We were very, we were the opposite sides of life. Like we had totally different She's not an vibes. intrinsically cool person, but she had the power in that situation. Yes. And... I was like taking on a leadership role in the class and it, we just really butt heads. But I brought in a third person. Yeah. I emailed her first. She emailed me back something really snarky and mean. I kept the receipt, forwarded it to an administrator who immediately called a meeting and scolded her in front of me. But here's the problem. That's so slay. It made things a lot fucking worse for me. Oh. And even though I had the back, she gave me an A because she had the proof, like everyone had the proof that she had fucked up. She had to give me an A because the administrator had seen her bullying me. But she was, she made my life hell, okay? Like what'd she do? She just like glared at me all day long and was always like telling me to shut up and was just very like, she would give me, you know, she, she just made me- uh, She I don't think she is, I don't know. She was at my reunion. I was genuinely terrified to see her. Um, what you need to do, is bring in a third party. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, just for the sake of proof. When he feels like somebody's watching his ass, <laughs> he's going to give you a better grade, period. Because you expressed a desire for it to change. You can't- He's also not allowed to just decide you're going to fail. Like that's yes. not how it works. And so like, if you bring a third party in, he has to either prove why you're going, you, sh you should fail. Right. Or, and that prove that he tried to help you pass. Right. And if he can't prove that, it's on him. Right. But, and unfortunately, and this isn't your fault, but the situation is so dire. And at this point, understand that once you do this, your grade will get better probably as long as you keep putting in the work. Yeah. But he's going to be a lot meaner to you. Yeah. And he's going, it's going to but be it's very college, awkward. So, but it's college. So hopefully it's. You won't see him every day. Yeah. And you'll just, whatever, sit in the back of the class and do your work really fucking well. 100%. And prove him wrong. Because that sucks. But just, I, my whole point was that sometimes you are in the right, but because you brought it up, Yes, now someone's watching him, so they're gonna have to do better, but they're gonna be meaner to you. And, and that that's sucks. the only way. If they're already being mean, she would have to lose. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Don't fear him. He's a loser. Should we just wrap it up and then do do more calls in the next one? Yes. We'll do an extra call in the next episode. We'll do four calls in the next episode. Four calls. Damn. Which we probably should do. We should, we should stop we talking as much at the top. <laughs> we should do you stop guys, talking. Wait. Comment on comment on Spotify and on Apple. Or no, you can't comment on Spotify. Comment on Apple and say if you're loving the calls or if you want more banter. And leave five yeah. stars regardless. Do you care about our lives at all? DM, we just, DM the podcast and let us know. We, we yeah. want some feedback. I don't have a therapist right now. So this is kind of where I cut. I'm so. a therapist. No, I'm not.
You have okay. a therapist right now? No, and I need one. So that's why we're talking so much. Because I don't oh, feel like I have enough of so it. True. I sit down on this couch and I'm like, oh, let's talk about my yeah, life. Totally. But I'm not. That's not our job. We're here no. to give you advice. Okay, so call the podcast at... Wait, I have to say it again. Okay, call the podcast. Leave voicemails at 929-269-4960. Um, I've been Jake. I've been Talia. Thanks for listening. Mwah. Eh. 